0: Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. This is our Coming Soon and News segment, and this is where we cover all the Coming Soon films releasing within the next few days or so, right, Matt?
1: Yes, indeed, and how to get a con bod.
0: (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You gotta bring that back up again? I do,
1: because, you know, continuity.
0: Continuity, but what if they don't listen to the other... Episode.
1: Well, if you want to know what a con bot is, go check out our uh, tube talk from earlier this week.
0: You can do that. <laughs> or you can get our book, which we're soon to be releasing, called How to Get a Conbot For dummies. For dummies. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, awesome. So, uh, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Cool, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm excited to be here with you talking about two films that are going to be coming out this weekend. Uh, for those of you who aren't in the know of what's going to be getting released, there is Despicable Me Three, yep, which is the third yep. of the Despicable Me trilogy, and then a new film uh, by Edgar Wright called Baby Driver, indeed, which I'm pretty excited for. Me so, too. Uh, before we get into talking about those films, we got a little bit of news too. We're going to talk about some stuff going on with Star Wars film. Ooh, yeah. Um, before we get into that though, Matt, why don't you tell the listeners a couple ways to get connected?
1: Yes, get connected at our Facebook page slash Real Review, Real Review Media and our Instagram and twitter at real review media and also our website RealReviewMedia.com. and if you have any questions or anything like that shoot them over our way at real review media at gmail.com and uh yeah uh keep connected with us that way and and mm. it'll all be golden
0: mm, perfect <laughs> you've done well matt mm-hmm. you've done well. well with that then <laughs> let's move into uh our conversation and talking about films. so we're going to start off with despicable me three yes me three the third yes the third one so uh the synopsis for this one is grew meets his long lost charming cheerful and more successful twin brother drew who wants to team up with him for one last criminal heist uh two directors on this actually we've got a couple different it looks like three different directors on this one surprisingly enough yeah uh you've got eric Golan gulian gulen uh <laughs> kyle balda <laughs> can't get it out Gullian. uh pierre and pierre coffin um, it stars the voices of Steve Carell, Kristen Wiig, Trey Parker, Miranda Cosgrove, Diener, all, rah, 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 a lot of different people there. Uh, the big ones, obviously, the big, big one, I should say, is Steve Carell, yeah. uh, who's playing both Andrew in this one. And I was actually, I thought it was kind of funny how there is... He did a pretty decent job, just at least from the trailers, of kind of doing a slight. It's like the same voice, but like variation. Yeah, just a slight variation. I haven't like studied it yet to figure out exactly what he's doing differently. Like, like one, like he's does like normal.
1: The other one is like he's. Kind of got Like he's been eating Potato chips all day long And he's a little thirsty Or something
0: Yeah like. he sounds In a funny way And I don't know How he did it But he sounds a bit more Like friendly and hopeful yeah. He's like Hey it's good to see you, you know Um So yeah So what um thoughts Any perspectives Nah I, okay I,
1: I like the first two Despicable Me's Alright yeah. I wasn't like yeah. huge on them I, th- I wasn't like Yeah these are awesome I, yeah. I mean I I thought they're okay Yeah Um. Uh, in, the, in the movies In those movies The Minions are always Kind of a little bit Of a highlight Um uh, just because they're in small doses where the Minions movies I felt like
0: failed because you got way too much Minions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um I did not like the Minions movie. Right. I think the thing that made these movies so successful beyond just good humor and stuff and decent animation, especially for these guys, mm-hmm. um, was... The characters, yeah, and the the first film had the best characters. It was fresh, it was new, and everybody had their own quirks and they were funny. I mean, the little orphan girls, right? The... I mean, they they were just really good characters. The minions were new. The second movie was good characters still, mm-hmm. and I think that's really what kept that movie as decent as it was, right? Because the plot itself was just kind of a little bit like eh, kind yeah. of bland, but the humor was still there and the characters were great. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm hoping for with this third one as well, it's getting some pretty good ratings right now on Rotten Tomatoes, like an 81, yeah. percent um, at least from critics, and so that's a good sign. Um, so I'm I'm a, I'm I'm kind of excited for it. I like the first one the most. The second one I liked, but not as much. Right. Um, this one I feel like I'm a bit more excited about it because I also like the fact that he's moving back into more of the like the mischief and the the heists and the bad stuff because I feel like that that's a better character for him than like mm-hmm. the good guy yeah yeah so it's
1: kind of his uh backsliding back into what he was trying to get out of and it's kind of funny um i i i like that uh drew is like just him with hair you know yeah, it's yeah. So, so funny it's it's exactly, like your body is yeah. exactly the same like like you just put a blonde wig on him it's the same guy it's so funny yeah um i i'm a little i i i mean i'm not really looking forward to it a ton um i and I was actually kind of surprised um, just because I've been watching a lot of older classic and this might just be the parent to me, but I've been watching a lot of older classic cartoons with my kids lately. Mm -hmm. And some of the humor just in the trailers alone, I'm like, Ooh, that's like, that's like blatant, like almost adult humor. Okay. Um, Whereas a lot of times we have things like Pixar is really typically very good at putting adult humor in it, but you can't, you don't really know it's adult humor unless you're an adult. Whereas, I'm seeing some things where they're making some anatomical references. I'm like that. I've never seen <laughs> that in a animated film uh, before. Like the groove. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And... and I'm like, I don't, that's, that's interesting to me how that's thing. And not that it's necessarily inherently bad, but I'm just like, that's you something I'm, 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 I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of, I want to see it. I think before, like if you're a parent out there, my kids are really young still. Yeah. So, I just I'm always kind of thinking about what's good and you know as a parent you know you never really have it all the way figured out but I get (laughs) to there I,
0: I mean it is a PG rated film the if you're familiar with how the MPAA system works it's really hard to predict they try to say that there's like a metric and they've done documentaries on this but I've actually had a film and some films that I've like submitted to the MPAA for ratings before and like it's funny, you it, they, they have the most random, and it kind of, over time, it lessens and becomes less extreme, so it doesn't surprise me that more and more stuff is kind of starting to slip in there with right. PG. Um, but, like, perfect examples, like, we, we submitted this one film, and it had this one scene where somebody gets shot in the head, but you don't even see it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, off screen, and they gave it an R rating because somebody gets shot in the head. And, <laughs> but uh, I was like, what? in the... I mean, the main reason for that was because we had tried to, pre- and I'm getting way down a bunny trail here. <laughs> okay. but like, I just feel like sharing this story is like funny that. Uh- um, I think the reason that actually happened was because uh, we had told them we needed it like really quick review done of it. Like uh, okay. it done really fast. And so it was kind of like, they were just like, fine, here's an R. R. Like, you know, <laughs> we're giving you an R. Cause it was definitely not a rated film. It was like a PG 13. Right. right, right. Um, that was like the only killing in the entire movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, didn't even happen on screen. So I don't know. I, oh, my only point in saying all that is uh, it's hard to predict what they're going to be doing sometimes with, you know, as things, as time progresses. For sure. I didn't notice that, but I would also say I'm not a parent. I don't have kids. So, I'm not looking at it with that kind of perspective in yeah. my eyes. I think if I went back thinking about that, then maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. That might be more. It's than... all
1: good. Um, yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, I kind of, like I said, I thought the first one was all right. Second one was all right, maybe minus a little bit of all rightness in the certain yeah. one. So, we'll see. I don't know. Some of it, some of it looked funny. Uh, like, again, I thought the twin yeah. brother thing was kind of a funny element. So,
0: agreed. So, yeah, yeah if they bring in some really, I think, Obviously, the main cast of characters is great if they bring in some good new talent with Trey Parker and everything like that and some new characters. That was the problem. Like I said, I don't know if I tied it in very well, but that's the problem that I had with Minions. I didn't really feel like they did a great job bringing in new characters. Right. Uh, the Minions were pretty much it. Obviously, the movie's called Minions, but like it didn't really...
1: Yeah, had Sandra Bullock's character. Yeah, they're
0: hard to right. make a movie out of because they're side characters. They're, yeah. they're more the reactionary. That's what their humor style is. Yep. and So it just didn't work for me. But yeah, so what's your excitement? Excitement. Like one to 10. 5.5. 5. Yeah. Huh. I'd probably say around the same. Oh, five, okay. Five In the five and six range. Heyo. Okay, so, awesome. Then let's move on to the next film we're going to be talking about, which is Baby Driver. Yeah. Do you want to intro? Yeah, let's do this thing. This one real quick?
1: Yeah. So, um, Baby Driver, as I get back to the page, because I just clicked to buy tickets <laughs> accidentally.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> um, buy one for me, Matt. Exactly. I so, want to go with you. Yeah. Um, after being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist Doomed to Fail, directed by Edgar Wright, written by Edgar Wright. Um, stars a number of people, actually. It's kind of got a cool it's ensemble cast. cast. Edgar Wright uh, does do that with a lot of his films. Yep. And, and so Ansel Elgort, um, then you have John Bernthal, John Hamm, uh, Isa Gonzalez, <laughs> Micah Howard, Lily James, Morgan John Brown. Turkey. Kevin Spacey and uh, Jamie Foxx as well. John Baloney. Um <laughs> so this I remember seeing this movie the first time or not the movie, sorry, the trailer the first time and thinking, oh, it looks interesting, passable. Yeah. Um and then they came out their second trailer and and it had that and it had I don't know. There's something about it that seemed more fun to me. And I was like, this yeah. is interesting. It really this seems kind of fun. And then they had some like early buzz from from one of the festivals that it played at and they were like, yeah, it's really good. And I don't really take early festival buzz too Yeah, too when you seriously. It,
0: there's a weird thing at like festivals that like everybody freaks out like if, if a film, it's because it's like you're you're at a festival, and yeah. Movies and they're premiering and they're big names. It's like, oh my goodness, best movie ever. And that doesn't always translate though, right? A lot of times, deals, acquisition deals happen, and they pay like millions of dollars or something, and then it like flops in theaters, right? Because festival buzz doesn't translate always to consumer buzz.
1: Yeah. So um, I and then and then I started seeing some more just positive reviews in this thing. Uh, honestly. I'm trying to stay away from reviews because I'm actually really looking forward to this now. I'm I i, yeah. um, uh, I I'm a fan of Edgar Wright's previous work, mainly that, that trilogy. I forget what they're calling it, but the, it's the Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and uh, ca- The World's cr- End.
0: Crappy, creepy, creepy. The, the ice cream. It's all the ice cream. I forget the name of the different... It's the brand of ice cream. It's a like Coriello trilogy or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's just kind of fun. It's yeah. just kind of fun. It doesn't take itself seriously. Um... Uh, Shaun of the Dead probably being my favorite of those three. Agreed. But um, I I, I want to see him go this route. These characters they really look fun. I'm a huge fan of John Bernthal, especially kind of what he's been doing lately and some mm. of the work. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing, uh, namely in the in as the Punisher and in the Accountant uh, as well. Just kind of a side character. But I I I'm really excited for this. It looks fun. Yeah. Uh, it's got this like music video vibe, mm. um, kind of exciting, and I'm I'm. Like really looking forward to it a lot more so than I thought I actually would. Yeah. So it's interesting in that way. But what do you? What are your thoughts?
0: I'm similarly excited. I I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright. I also like the I think it's Corello, but I don't I don't know for sure. It's an English ice cream that you can buy in like the little freezer boxes. And in each one of the movies, there was a either one of them or a wrapper for one of them. Okay. So the there's that
1: scene in Hot Fuzz where he's like, he wanted to throw him in the freezer and be like, freeze or something like that. Yeah. Well, like, in, chill uh, out. Like in the first <laughs> one,
0: Sean goes to the gro, the like little side grocery store and buys one and like eats it on this while he's walking. Right. And there's like zombies, right, like, doing things behind. I forget him. where it is in the second one, but like at World's End, that like one of the rappers flies up against like a fence at one point, yeah, like a chain link fence. And so, yeah, they're like in each of the one of the, the movies. But anyway, side side point. Um, he's done a couple movies that I really enjoyed. Shaun of the Dead is like, um a great one for me I actually dressed up like Charlie dead one year for Halloween, which is a great one, except trying to get a cricket bat. It's not easy. You have to like um, whittle
1: it out of your, of your, but, tree your front don't yard like or something. Sell cricket bats in Arizona. <laughs> We're not
0: really a big cricket country. So like I could buy one and I think I found one on Amazon, but it was like $150. I'm oh like, the whole outfit was like 30 bucks. I'm not going to spend $150 for a cricket bat. I'm only this one time. So she's a baseball bat and that worked fine. Um, and then, uh, the other one, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I loved Scott oh, yeah, Pilgrim yeah, vs. the yeah. World. That's it's one so of my good. favorite films, and that's definitely kind of a geek geeky film. Yeah, you kind of have to be in that world mindset to like to really enjoy video it. Video games and, and yeah, the whole, like, and yeah. kind of somewhat video games and like pop culture and anime and it, things like that. And there was just a really good, good fun blend. And I think the thing that he does really well is he has a really cool visual style. Yeah, you know, and it's distinctly his own, and that works really well. It translates really well, especially with. um Humor, and then additionally, can translate pretty well for action. Yeah. Um. So I I'm excited to see it for that reason. His characters are usually good, and they're kind of all a little bit quirky and kind of weird and fun. And he blends his edits and his cuts, which we've even seen from the trailer with music, really well. Yeah. And they kind of had this fun feel to him. And the funny thing was, is the first trailer, the the biggest thing that it like really got me is I really thought the name was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and that actually set me off in a really bad place. But like as soon as I kind of overcame the, the 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 name and like in the trailer when that music kicks in and they start showing like the different like da yeah. like that was really cool and i really enjoyed it and i was like all right yeah, yeah i'm all right <laughs> and so i'm excited for it yeah. i think uh especially getting seeing some of the buzz that's coming out about it i'm excited to see these cast of characters uh do their thing and a lot of them are names that i really do like and think they're really good actors yeah so i'm excited to see them all come together um John Hamm, for the most part, actually, he hasn't really had any big roles. Black know, Mirror is the really last remember. thing I saw him yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really been had a crossover success, I think, since... Um, Mad Men? Since Mad Men. I was trying to think what else, but yeah, since Mad Men. He's Mad in Man. that
1: Keeping Up with the Joneses with Gal Gadot.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I love, I mean, all the, all the other names that are on here, I think Lily James is really cool, a great actress that I haven't seen do too much. She's kind of up and coming in my mind a lot of ways, and she does a great American accent in here. Um, A little bit of a Southern kind of thing where she's from Britain. So she does a great job uh, with that. So um, I'm not too... I mean, there's nothing wrong with Ansel. I'm I'm kind of a bit of a question mark right now to sort of see... Fault in our stars. Yeah, I didn't see it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I didn't see, honestly, Divergent or Insurgent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: so I'm... Underutilized.
0: Yeah, so I'm like... "Mm -hmm." But he looks good in the... He looks... The thing was, is like I mean, this is the, not meant to be a play on words, but it kind of is. But he's like a vehicle for me right now <laughs> in the in the trailer, where it just seems like he's kind of like this blank slate where you kind of put yourself in his shoes, and that works if, if he just doesn't true. seem that driven in life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel like he needs to just like grab the grab the wheels of his life, grab yeah. the steering wheel of his life, grab the life by the you wheel. Grab the life by the wheel. and Turn it. Put that <laughs> clutch into shift in the gear. You yeah. I know. I can. People would tell right now. I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> 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 Drive that car with the power of the moving and forward the fl- of engine the fl- flux capacitor. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> that's doing its fluxing. Yep. So, uh, so I he's a bit of a question mark, but. I really trust Edgar Wright at this point. He's got a lot of built-up points in regards to like what I'll allow yeah. him to do. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. My
1: uh, my excitement level is nine.
0: Nine. That's good. Yeah, that's, mm, probably close to. Mine's like eight point five nine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Around there. So awesome. So that is going to be it uh, for our talk about these two movies that are coming out this weekend. We're both very excited for. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to see both. Matt, I don't know what you're going to be able to see. Probably Baby Driver.
1: None of them. I'm going to go see Transformers the last night again.
0: Do it. It's worth it. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) Anyways, uh, with that, like I mentioned, we're going to be moving into some news. We're talking about some Star Wars stuff here. Um, Matt, why don't you bring us into that convo? Because you probably got a lot more opinion. This is a
1: huge, huge story from this past week. Yes, big deal. Something that doesn't happen very often. If you haven't, yes. If you haven't... Um, heard about it already, which I kind of find it hard to believe. If you if you're if you look at anything in the entertainment industry, this is just a huge story from this past week. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Lucasfilm has slated a bunch of Star Wars films to come out, the episodes, and then also spinoff stories and stuff like that that they produce. Rogue yeah. One being the first one. So the next one that they had planned is the Han Solo film. Um, which is still starring Alden Ehrenreich and then, um, was going to be directed by, or it was directed by, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And, uh, For the most part it was. Right. Yeah. So what we found out is they started filming in January. They only had three, um, three weeks left of principal photography, meaning in the main chunk of just being done filming the movie, they had three weeks left. So they were almost done. Uh, we found out early off in the week that they had they had left the project for creative differences mm-hmm. the next day we found out that they were fired um and it's it's outrageous so what we're finding out Lucasfilm uh the powers of be or there be some concoction of uh, Kathleen Kennedy yeah and um uh, Lawrence Kasdan uh, had uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller removed from the project yeah and they're not directing anymore. And then nope. they had a short list of people within a day that they were going to bring on board. Which you need to. They're losing money immediately. Right. Yeah. And so they brought on Ron Howard yeah. out of all the people. which seems a little bit random. He does have a history with Lucas. So I do get that. Yeah. But. Um, he was actually
0: in line to, I believe, potentially direct one of the prequels. Okay. Originally. Okay. So
1: that makes sense there as well. And he has the whole American graffiti when. thing as well yep. Um, yep. from way back when. And. Um, which is which I I get a lot of the understanding, but you guys you have to understand that directors leaving a project, especially that late in the game, yeah. is unheard of.
0: Yeah, because a huge amount of work goes into the process of putting together a film in general. Pre production takes months, sometimes years, to plan and coordinate and structure an entire film, and that's something that the director is like hugely important and pivotal into and that has impacts into like you know what the art direction is going to look like what signs like what clothes somebody's going to wear what their hairstyle is going to be all the way down to what line of dialogue is going to go here Yeah, you know what shots are going to be shot in what way um, how they're going to act something and so for a director to film up to three weeks of left of principal photography means that a character already like gone through story elements. They've already acted out scenes. They've been filming
1: for four months. They've prior. been filming yeah, for four a...
0: months. So they're going to have to, a new director is going to have to come in. Even a good director is going to have to come into a film and go, where is this character even at in the story? Right. Where is the, where is the pre-production team, you know, going? Where is the set development and, you know, visual effects at where did this character, what did this character act like? Cause you don't film films in uh, order in sequence, yeah. like it doesn't go. You know, scene you do whatever's you do. most cost effective, right? And if you got to shoot in a certain location, a lot of times they'll shoot an entire location so they can wrap there. You know, and there's there's shoots that happen afterwards when you come back and do coverage. They they, stuff, but, they
1: do planned reshoots, so right. like the principal photographers do what you're initially doing. The reshoots are are typically in big movies, there's always reshoots planned. Doesn't necessarily yeah. mean trouble. And this one, probably more so trouble, but. Right.
0: But this uh, is like the worst potentially possible thing in my perspective, beyond a film just getting shut down. Yeah. That could happen to a film. Like a producer is very important, but for the most part, of the producer's there to make the creative vision of a director happen. Right. And so although they are very pivotal and important to it, they're not necessarily going to have that much of an impact. But moving a director out is like the last, it's like literally the last thing before just canceling a film.
1: Right. So un- unfortunately, um, I mean, that's that's what we know as far as facts are concerned yes. is that they were fired and that Ron Howard's taking over uh, the, the project. Everything else that we've heard since, and there are a couple and I'll, Tell them in a second is just speculation, so just take it as it is. Don't yeah. necessarily take it as uh, you know, gospel truth about the situation. <laughs> but um so here here's some of the more recent stories that are coming out um that we're hearing is that there's a lot of um uh just creative differences from the aspect of Lord and Miller and their kind of off-the-cuff uh goofball comedy that they've presented in Lego movie 21 Jump Street. Um that they 're very, very loose with the script and almost basically turning it into a comedy is something that 's yeah. a little bit more outrageous and yeah. uh Lawrence Kasdan, who has a hand in basically helping George Lucas form a lot of the universes that we know as Star Wars today yeah um he wrote it and this is one of this is his swan song he 's done after this, and he he uh the thing with Star Wars is you gotta um you got to kind of stick with the story. You got to make sure it falls in line as far as continuity of Canon is concerned. And so if you're, if you're messing with that, first of all, Lucasfilm um, has a group of people that solely work on making sure that all of their properties fall in line with Canon, meaning that they all fall in line and no story element contradicts one another, whether it be in the movies and novels and TV shows, you know, those kinds of things. And um, there's elements of that. But what, what we're hearing is that that Han Solo was starting to get a little bit iffy on what his character and his characterization was supposed to be.
0: Right. A lot of people are saying that he was comical and there's been reports that they brought in like a, a acting director. Right. That was another part is to in, actually coach him on how to coaching for acting. Right.
1: There's another report that Alden, actually, Alden Ehrenreich was the guy who actually kind of whispered in the producer's ear almost, hey, you know, I don't know if this Lord and Miller thing's going to work out. And that eventually worked its way up to Kathleen and they eventually yeah. started looking at the dailies and yeah. were like, oh, this is not working out.
0: Yeah. And so they it's really do, interesting. I agree. They do have a very strong, I mean, there's there was a lot of talk even about, um, crud, can't think of the name of it, the one that just came out. Rogue One. Um, Rogue One, yeah, they were talking about the stylistic elements of the director having his own interpretation and feel. And then the reshoots, the reshoots, sorry, reshoots, the reshoots that they had to do in order to make it fit the vision, you know, that Kathleen and the studio wanted it to look like were pretty significant. And they had to do a lot of things to change it up. And there's a lot of people that are feeling like maybe this is Disney as well because they do have a very, I mean, who knows what this, at this point, I think you said this, but like, we don't really know what's going to be the issue right, here if it does no well idea. or bad because we don't know what elements <laughs> did what in studio and true. who's the director and yeah who's at- so it's going to be like the only way we'll know for sure if it's bad is just if it's just like really bad acting maybe but even that's sometimes directing we don't know so, yeah, it could, yeah. Be, it could be
1: anything and um
0: there's some things we'll like know for sure are probably just going to be like if that person did it it's their fault but for the most part it's just going to be really hard to tell what all went into making this fail. If it does fail, and it's looking like it's quite possible, I'm hoping Ron Howard could pull it out. I was a little bit. I mean, we talked about this in the past in other some some other news segments. Just when they included Woody Harrelson, I was a bit like taken. Well, I'm not really? sure. I
1: kind of like that addition.
0: I like Woody Harrelson as an actor a lot. I just don't see him in a Star Wars kind of movie. Yeah, I, I would see him in a in a Marvel kind of movie where it's more tongue in cheek. It's a little sillier. I I get. I mean, he's been, he's in like the new planets of the apes and he's done serious roles where like serious action type roles, especially in like the new planet of the apes, the one that's coming out. But I just don't see him as that. Usually, usually I see him as a kind of silly, goofy, lovable type, you know, underdog. And he's, his role in the script is like the mentor character. Yeah. And I just, it's like, kind of like I didn't, Right. I didn't see him functioning either in any persona that I've seen him in so far. And, you know so for me it was like well maybe it's going to be a stretch for him and he's going to try something new but yeah I see him like Hamish hey I'm like that's he's like the drunkard which is kind of if you're going for a silly kind of thing like you're talking about like a Lego movie type thing then that works because right. he could do that he would be funny and kind of goofy and silly but like that's not what I wanted I didn't want like a funny silly goofy right Han Solo Han Solo is not funny silly goofy to me. He he's is, funny
1: in his sarcasm. Right, but he's debonair and he's yeah. a
0: rogue and he's he's an action guy like rough he takes around action. The edges. He's rough, yeah. you know, like he gets in there and he shoots guns. He's not like the oops I dropped my gun and accidentally shot a stormtrooper yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. you know, which felt like more what <laughs> they were moving this toward and like Jar
1: Jar Binks. Yeah. So that's uh, craziness. I don't, I don't know if I think this is gonna be one of those things that we'll have to talk about in 10 years on the podcast when they release the behind the scenes novels of the real story of the um, solo, you know, mess up or whatever.
0: I'm going to set a calendar reminder. I will say this for the podcast. I
1: will say this. If there's any hope of this thing being pulled out to be an actual decent film, Disney has the resources to make it happen
0: for sure. And
1: Ron Howard is a good director. He has, yeah, he is a good director. He hasn't had a lot of hits lately, but he is, no. he is solid. He has a lot of tenure, experience, and he's very calm, cool, and collected. And I think that's going to go a long yeah. way in, in kind of settling the chaos that right. is now the Han Solo film. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I
0: agree. And I don't think he's like a hugely clashing visual style or, right. you know, d- directing style. It's not a Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? not that they would ever give him the reins to a Star Wars. My movie, my only but... question
1: mark is how did they get this far in the project without pulling it sooner? Yeah. How did that happen? Like they had to have had meetings and vet- when that's they vet people, that's gotta be really know for a sure. crazy vetting process. Yeah, um, you know, before they actually select somebody, so yeah. there, there had to be something happening. That we just don't know. We won't. Yeah. We won't know maybe ever, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> there could be elements at play that we just don't know anything about. You know what I mean? Somebody could have said the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time, and it could have just spiraled out of control. Could be drugs, God forbid. Yeah. Hopefully not, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, it'd be cool to get some answers. I would imagine that a lot of this won't. I'll be interested to see kind of what this does to the trilogy, like the series, and where it goes, and if they treat it differently with different directors and things in the future, and what this does to the careers of the the directors hopping off. But we'll see. Yeah,
1: we shall see.
0: Cool. So uh, with that, then we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up on the podcast. And just want to give you a couple uh, reminders again. Well, just one reminder of a couple things here at the end. Again, some ways to get connected. Uh, we've got the website, which is realreviewmedia.com. Additionally, we've got the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. Twitter and fa- uh, Twitter and Instagram, I should say, which are both at realreviewmedia. And we would love to hear your thoughts and perspectives, especially on some of this news with the Han Solo film and uh, different films that are coming out and coming up. Uh, definitely shoot us an email, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Yep. There you go. So, Matt, anything else? No. All right. Well, it's been real.
1: It's been real.